Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Minutes with Mew presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you on board. And we're joined by the legendary Scott Mutrin. You know him, the Learfield Radio Network, sideline reporting for the BC Football Broadcast, also former QB. Uh, we'll get right to Scott in a second. I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, BC Football Gridiron Club, bcfootballgridiron.com is your place to be. One more home game versus Syracuse. Stay warm. Get a good vibes before the game. Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, stop by the BC Football Gridiron Club, uh, bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. All right. With that, we welcome in Scott Mutrin. Scott, BC, oof, a goose egg. To the rival Notre Dame, forty-four to nothing on the losing side. Um, BC falls to three and eight on the season. Just like to get your thoughts on the big picture. Well, that which could go wrong went wrong on Saturday. Um, and it all started, you know, first series for BC, uh, turning the football over on an Emmett Moorhead interception, and then turning over on for their first five possessions on the road versus a top twenty team is not a very good recipe for success and for lack of a better term and no pun intended it just snowballed from there because uh, it just uh, stopped piling on one another BC didn't really have any success running or throwing the football um, offensively and then um, defensively Notre Dame was just very physical up front ran the ball um, uh, at will uh, with some big strong power backs and uh, BC had a tough time matching that and uh you know, Coach Apley was definitely disappointed. I think he's disappointed uh, by the effort, disappointed by, um, you know, the results of the game and, and, and uh, the, the performance on the field. And uh, there's not really much else to, to kind of to say along those lines. It was just a tough day all around. Emmett Moorhead, 9 for 22, 117 yards, zero TDs, obviously three picks, five turnovers for the team for B.C., uh, as a former QB yourself, I always like to get the QB perspective. How did you think uh, Emmett Moore had played at Notre Dame? Yeah, I think he struggled with the elements. I don't think he's ever played in a game uh, even remotely that cold. Yeah, he's from California. From California. The playing in the elements, snow, cold, and wind is, is something you need to get accustomed to. The ball's different. It's, it's slick. You really need to have some moisture on your hands. Um, the wind had some gusts. That, that made it difficult, and some of the throws that he had, he did very well against NC State. He just did not make. Um, you know, that first interception, his ball location uh, wasn't in the right spot. It allowed the defensive back for Notre Dame to make a play. Uh, the second interception, where he was trying to hit uh, Joe Griffin, it was just the ball misses too far inside. And sometimes, you know, as a young QB, um, if you are on the road and you're playing in some conditions you're not familiar with and some negative plays happen, it, it affects the psyche. Uh, and I think that it gets in your head, and then all of a sudden you start thinking, you start questioning, you start hesitating, and all those things you know, start to add up. 
and it's it's tough to recover from. You feel like you're in quicksand, and uh, the harder you fight, the, the the quicker you go down. And and I think you know that happened. This is a uh, learning curve for for a guy. Let's not forget Emmett Morehead. You know, looks the part, but still, there's still not a lot of game experience there. Um, and it when you have some failure, it's it's tough to come back from. But uh, the one good thing is that failure is the best teaching method you can get. Um, you learn a lot from your failures in life if you especially expect to be successful. If you're going to have failures and how you respond to them is the key. So, um, so the, you know, it's a tough learning lesson, but it's a, it's a lesson a lot of quarterbacks have to go through to find, uh, to find their success and to find the ways to work through it. And, you know, it'll be, it won't be as cold this weekend uh, against uh, Syracuse, but you know, it's it's something that I'm sure you know. When you're the quarterback, everything falls on your shoulders. Uh, in that, in in those situations, and it's something you got to wear, and you just got to work past it, and just come back out, learn from it, and get better. Just to put a bow tie on the QB situation, do you think is Phil done? Do you think now? You mentioned Syracuse. Is he any word? Do you think he's coming back for the last game, or is it kind of that's a wrap? Yeah, I haven't heard anything along those lines. Um, you know, he put out an Instagram post after the game, um, said that, you know he's battling uh, three different injuries. I think uh, he mentioned in the post that his words, not mine. Um, so I don't know. Senior day, you know, his last day. Maybe, maybe he comes out. Um, but from the sounds of it, he's he you know he's been battling you know some significant injuries, and I, I don't anticipate him coming. Uh, back for this last game, but you know you never know. Phil's a really tough kid, and uh, he's battled and played through a lot in his career at BC at the back, especially last year. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but um, you know I haven't heard anything officially. Okay, and then obviously I'd like to get your take on the de- what you know what went wrong for BC's defense. It seemed from the first couple of plays, just Notre Dame just dominated line of scrimmage, and for obviously forty four points. Um, you know, was it more Notre Dame's offense or BC's defense, you think, on that side of the ball? Yeah, it's, you know, it's tough on the defense when the opponent is starting in, in your own territory. Uh, you know, obviously the first drive they went down and, and got some points. Um, and then the next couple of possessions, uh, Notre Dame was in BC territory and Notre Dame, you know, played unlike a lot of teams BC has seen. They played an old-school game, pretty simple, downhill power running. Yes. um, yes. Throwing to the tight end, Mayer, who is an absolute stud. Um, I think that's 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 an offense you haven't seen this year. And the physicality in which Notre Dame played with is uh, is something that just hasn't been something they practiced against. And... uh, when things just keep going bad, it just it, it just really kept kind of going going poorly for them, and their inability to stop that run game, that power running game from Notre Dame was just um, was difficult for them. They didn't have to make um, you know time to the quarterback for Notre Dame. It's plays, but he didn't. He was not nearly as dynamic as the quarterbacks that the Eagles have faced this year, and it's just a different style of offense. So I think that was the tough part. BC to make those adjustments, and then you know five turnovers is just it's it's really really tough to overcome five turnovers. 
Yeah, to your point, rushing yards, 281 for Notre Dame, 56 for BC. So, I mean, you're not going to win many games of that. Total yards, 437 and 173 uh, for BC. So the numbers kind of, they, they played the story out. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts as you have access to Coach Halfley post game, And, uh, you know, I, a little bit, you know, I know the plane ride's probably quiet, but just uh, how is the coaching staff handling this right now and, What's the state of the mind uh, post Notre Dame game? Oh, I think Coach Halfley was frustrated. I think he, you know, no one, no one's happy when you lose a game forty-four nothing, right? I think, uh, you know, he was anxious to get back to work. That's that's what it sounded like. He was anxious to get back to work and get ready for Syracuse, you know, and do some recruiting and, and all that other stuff that's coming up here at the end of the year. Um, and I, you know, I think he, it's something that he. Um, you know, he's, he's not happy about, but he knows that it happens and you got to move past it. Sometimes you just have those games and you can't dwell on it. And he actually said that post game, you can't get too high on the wins and too low on the losses. And you just got to keep, you know, moving forward and just prepare for the next week. Yeah. Yeah. I just think this one stings a little more. A lot of fans, you know, what this is the game they watch. They're going to watch one BC game a year. A lot of fans, uh, NBC national TV. They're going to watch Notre Dame, and you know, I this one is a tough one. This one stings. You know, this is how you remember the rest. This is how you kind of remember the year, really. And um, this is going to be with you until next September. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, that's a tough one. It's part of the game. Uh, <laughs> Not something that I'm sure Coach Halfley was, you know, psyched with that he that they have to deal with. But you know, that's that's the, that's part of the game, and the good and bad side. And I'm sure he would have liked it to have a different result and a different outcome. But that just wasn't the case on Saturday. And you just gotta, you know, get some stuff done. Start working working towards getting getting better and working towards you know developing the, some of the younger guys going and then sending these seniors out some of these guys playing their last game on a, on a high note on the senior day on Saturday. Yeah, Syracuse, I believe they're 6 and 5. They start off really high. I believe it was 5 and 0. Oh. Um so yeah, 6 and 0. Oh. Yeah, oh. Wow. So they kind of just fall apart. What's your take on the Syracuse Orange? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Yeah, I think you know some. They they started six and zero. I think uh, you know they get there in the top fifteen, and then you know they lose to Clemson, and that seems to have snowballed everything else. But for them on the negative side, it may have been the strength of schedule and when they saw some, some opponents um, maybe earlier in the year, and uh, and they just haven't recovered. They've had some injuries, too. They're losing their quarterback, Schrader, um, in the middle of that stretch against Notre Dame was tough. Um, and I, I think they've struggled to recover from that. So, you know, they are bowl eligible, but you want to talk about a table of two seasons to start 6-0 and and then lose your next five, it's just uh, it's tough. So they'll be playing for some pride, too. They don't want to be 500. I'm sure they're going to want to have a winning record to end the year, so they're going to be ready to go on Saturday night. Yeah, that's a, it, I, I like to do the research on that that's ever happened before, where you start 6-0 and and then finish 6-6. Six, six and six. Um, in, in a season, uh, 
I, I don't know. That, I, that, that, I mean, that's just a total 180. It's cra- almost crazy to think about. Um, so that's 7.30, cold, a little bit cold Thanksgiving weekend. Let's just recap before we sign off here. How was the Notre Dame trip as a whole, Scott? And uh, the obviously the tailgate situation, the food situation. Just kind of give our fans a recap for the South Bend trip uh, in a cold, cold weekend. Yeah, the uh, the flight home was, you know, exciting. Uh, the, the, the snow was exciting and cold. It was very cold on the sideline, um, <laughs> to say the least. But, uh, yeah, we went to uh, Shoreline pregame for, uh, you know, for for dinner. Had a nice lamb burger and some pierogies, so that was nice. Nice. Um, we had a good uh, trip pregame. We just went right to the box. It was too cold. I wasn't doing any tailgating. I tried to stay warm. Took me some time to thaw my feet out after the uh, the first half there, and then everyone's all ready for Thanksgiving with the families and uh, ready to, to go at it this uh, this Thursday and have a nice good old meal. Yeah, what's your plan? Uh, what's your plan for Saturday at, at Chestnut Hill, the last game of the year? We'll do the Learfield tailgate one last time and uh, get all the get all the guys together and probably do something like that. It's a later game, so it's kind of tough. I'm sure a lot of people are moving around and doing some travel stuff, so it'll be uh, uh, there'll be a lot of moving parts to say the least with the holiday weekend upon us. So um, it'll be interesting. We'll keep it pretty simple, Michael. Keep it pretty simple. We love it. We love it. All right, Scott, with that, let's get a W. Let's close out the year here. And uh, we thank you for joining us, and we'll probably talk to you one more time next week to recap the season. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Mike. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.